I'll, I'll have to look it up on the Google. Yeah. K six two code name. Hey guys, welcome back to the PC Perspective podcast. This is episode five hundred and ninety six, being recorded on September 9, thousand twenty. I'm Sebastian Peak. I'm Jeremy Holstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Brett Van Spruenberg. Still, still, yes. And we have a little, a little bit to talk about. You know, I, I was thinking initially, you know, it's a holiday week. We, there's nothing really going on, but yeah, there's always fall, something. Going there's on. nothing going no. on at all this <laughs> fall. Why? <laughs> Next two Quiet. months, just gonna be nothing and boring. Here's Ken's draw. Awful, and nobody's gonna be benchmarking anything. Boring. Not at all. No. Speaking of benchmarking, hey, that was topic number one, and I've got to remember when I write the, the timestamps in. Well, we did have an intro question here, whether or oh. not there was, whether whether there was a burger. Just want to make sure that. Oh yeah, we got to get the burger update out of the way. Special yeah. requests. People are was... constantly chatting about it, so. Yeah, you know, I can't. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It was the gentleman's barbecue or something like that. Uh, single beef patty, locally sourced, never frozen, very fresh uh, brisket. That was smoked there, um, Ooh, topped on. off with spicy pickles, spicy barbecue sauce, cheddar on on a toasted sesame seed bun. That sounds like one of the best ones you've had so far. Fantastic. I wish we had a picture. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was really good. It was, it was great. Overall delectable. Yeah, I'm not going to eat for the next uh, 24 hours after mm -hmm. I, I put that one down. So I've still got like 18 hours to go before I'll next have a meal. I feel like you you make that sacrifice for us, Josh, for the fans. Because yeah. Oh, yes. I wouldn't only want reason. to go without eating for 24 hours, but you yeah. do just so that people can see that burger once a week. As or it maybe, habits, maybe it's just I can't eat. For 24 hours after one of those. <laughs> Just physically, there's no room left. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of stuff coming up, obviously, NVIDIA announced graphics cards recently, and the first of which is launching on the 17th. So, everybody's probably getting started, testing. There's been a lot of discussion about that. Some interesting new power uh, measurement stuff that certain outlets received. We're not going to get into that right now, but... Uh, I was briefly just going to talk about... Uh, Brett had brought this up as a discussion topic. The testing methodology here at the website so if we indeed do test new graphics cards soon was it going to i think we talked about this last week or the week before like these are pci express 4 cards now nvidia and amd are on gen 4 pcie and if if we go with the old standby intel test bench it's pcie gen 3 what was the existing test bench just to remind people what it was core i7 9700k 32 gigs of DDR4, I don't remember if it was 3200 or 2933. And, uh, you know, just other basic specs, but that was essentially it. It was a Z390 platform with a 9700K. So obviously that's going to be limited to Gen 3 PCI Express, if that matters. And obviously looking, this came up when, when the specs for the new 3080 and 3090 were announced. 3090 looks so monstrous that if we ever test one of those, can it potentially push the limits of what you can get on Gen 3? So, and then there's other issues with Intel. Like if you're on an Intel platform, you only have so many PCI Express lanes and you run out of them a lot faster, the yeah. CPU lanes. So mm -hmm. if you're using like 
if I end up migrating to Gen 4 storage solution of some kind, then you need to buy 16. Can't do that on a current uh, Intel platform. So it, it made sense to move on to AMD, at least to have some data on AMD. I just straight up shifted over to AMD. And the, the only question I had was platform board. And I picked X570 just because I have those boards available. We have a couple of B550 boards as well, but our X570 stuff's a lot higher end. And then the, the real question to me was going to be memory frequency and the actual CPU. And I asked this group here, what would be your pick? If, if cost is no object, you can spend 700, you can spend 500 on the CPU. Are you going 3900X or 3950X if you're strictly just testing GPUs? Pile driver. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Josh, is, Josh made this suggestion to say 3900. I, I, I kind of sensed he was right. Yeah, it's a good you know it doesn't peak as much as uh, the 3950, but it's not. Yeah, and in overall gaming stuff, they're identical, and it's a cheaper get, processor. Yeah, you're not going to get your two hundred dollars worth out of that 3950, no. really. No, it just seems like sometimes Windows had a bit of overhead handling the extra cores that you didn't really seem to get as much out of it as you as you wanted, especially in gaming, or as as you you would have thought you would have gotten out of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, games don't typically scale that high. Right. Yeah. So, and that was the weird thing about the 3950X, though, is that it does have technically this, the highest boost clocks. But overall, 3900X, I mean, and you can find it for just over $400 for the non-XT version. So I, the, my thinking was we went with the i7-9700K because it was a more realistic gaming choice than just mm -hmm. going, because we could go as high-end as we want. We could do 10980XE, for a thousand dollars, we could do a threader for base system that doesn't make any sense for gaming. We could go with the 9900KS or the 10900K on the Intel side, and we didn't. I stuck with the i7 because it's just it's just gaming benchmarks. It was an eight-core non-hyper-threaded part that did really well in gaming benchmarks. But mm -hmm. if I were to go Intel ninth gen or tenth gen, whichever it's being called, uh, I would have gone with the. <laughs> 10 600k instead of the 10 900k because it just seems like a better how about how about the 10 850 whatever <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that too the, the one that's step pretty HK. much identical whatever to the 10 900k in performance yeah and actually available yeah there's uh, a couple of people in different chats that are saying 3800 xt was or x was faster yeah uh, i don't have one yeah, yeah. Oh, if we had a 3800 XT, it'd be interesting, but yeah, yeah. weird, what we weird had, truism here. What we had from AMD <laughs> was the 3900X and 3700X at launch, and then later we were sampled a 3600X. Um, and then much later we were sampled a 3950X, like like end of year last year, right? Or actually very early this year, I think around CES time frame, we finally got one of those. So that's what we have from them. And instead of going out and buying like a 3800, we already had the 39. So that's what makes sense. So that's what I use. So, so you didn't run out and buy that uh, 10900 KF for 500 bucks instead of, you know, cut down from $99,999. It was a good deal, Josh. It was a very good, good deal. You, you saved 99%. Nobody's going to miss that iGPU KF, right? You're talking about the KF version. Yeah, the, whatever the KF I version is, I don't understand. It just hasn't, uh, like, an, uh, no iGPU for yeah. $200 more. 
yeah. or whatever it was. I'm assuming it's just disabled because they're they're not making okay, a separate yeah. ship yeah. there. But yeah, yeah, it's it's usually cheaper and it's the preferred option if you're using a discrete GPU. And those have been easier to find <laughs> than the 10900Ks, that's for sure. So yeah, that was always an option. But I wanted to go AMD just because of the whole Gen 3, Gen 4 thing, having the flexibility of using Gen 4 for testing. And then... I mean, even the NVIDIA people said you, you're going to get a couple of percent from right. going Gen 4. Oh, which I, is, I think sales cool. popularity is also going to drive what? you in that direction. Sales popularity. Like, what what are people buying? What are they building? I mean, it's yeah. extremely popular right now. There's no reason not to. Speaking of a few extra percentage points, Josh was the one who was telling me you could get like 5% more if on an AMD platform you're going with like 3,600 mm -hmm. instead of 3,200 memory. <laughs> I've had this boring philosophy since I started where I use whatever the manufacturer recommended memory speed is. So when I test an Intel platform, I'm using like 2933, 2666. On AMD platforms, I'm using 3200 for Ryzen 3000 parts. You're the type of person that reads the instruction manual first. Right. Oh my God, it's no wonder he was asleep. Well, he's an AV guy, so what do you expect? <laughs> it's true. He lives for stereo like, equipment. Look, the only thing I use this PC for is listening to uncompressed audio files. So what do I care what the memory speed is? That's so, what we're going with. Half life experience. You're gonna run all that on a 550 PSU, right? Uh, no, it's the same 1000 watt PSU I was using before. It's a Corsair RM 1000X. That actually becomes somewhat interesting to note, you know, going into the 3000 series review, just to make sure that you know we've got the power covered. Yeah, oh, thing. of course. Power is a thing. It's yeah. what is that one? Is that one the 320 watt GPU? I believe 308320. Yeah, I think so. 350 up above. Yeah. Yeah, the 350 would be the 3090. Mm -hmm. But yeah, 320. So, it's hanging it out there. It's not itself. that. It's not that crazy. <clears throat> but because we were talking about this last week, I think 750 would actually technically have you covered. 850s would probably give yeah. you the headroom, but. For any overclocking, if you have a board, you can overclock. But but the memory thing we talked about. Oh, that's right. Yeah, memory, speed, frequency, and while I Timing. would just the right, and while I would go with just thirty two hundred because I'm vanilla, thirty six hundred <laughs> gives you a lot better performance because you can boost that interconnect fabric, that f clock up to eighteen hundred, mm. have that nice like one to one ratio between the memory speed and the f clock. And that's it, a, it's a significant little boost. I was actually surprised. So, you know, a couple of months ago, when memory started going down, I, I had like a pair of 32 uh, gig, 3200 dims. And uh, they had a special on Newegg for 3600 that was like C16. The rest of the timings weren't great. But doing A-B testing uh, on the same system... It was kind of shocking to me how much faster overall it was. I mean, there are a couple of things that that didn't care. I mean, Cinebench primarily just runs on the CPU and the caches, um, but any kind of gaming uh, stuff above that that will go into the memory. I mean, it's 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 a pretty hefty little boost for you know. It used to be the prices of memory would get that thirty six hundred. You might as well just spend that money on the next upgrade CPU. But now that memory prices have all dropped down pretty dramatically, uh, if if you're buying a new machine, just get 3600 memory because yeah, you're gonna see a you're gonna see an improvement. Or if you can find something a little bit higher, uh, 
a cheaper price and then just downclock it and tighten up your timings a little bit, which can be entertaining if it works, frustrating if it doesn't. That's too much work. <laughs> I've been using 3200 for so long that after running a 3600 megahertz, well, technically it's an overclock on this memory for a couple of days, I was surprised that those dims were pretty hot to the touch, mm -hmm. like getting really warm. I would like Wait, to see a return. Dim heat sinks that actually are doing something. Yes. Is that what you're saying? I, I'm using a set of, I'm, I need to actually finish a review on this, but uh, HyperX sent over these Predator dims, which I thought was kind of funny because the first thing I ever did for this website was a Predator memory kit. It was DDR3 2666 kit that I reviewed back in like March of 2014. And those had the tallest heat sinks I'd ever had. They were double the height of normal RAM. Mm -hmm. This RAM is pretty much conventional size. It's not very tall, and it gets pretty hot. So I would would not mind the extra tall heat sinks running this thing 24-7 at 3,600. But I'm forcing tighter timings out of it. I I have it running at 3,600, 16, 18, 18, 38. It's only rated for 17, 19, 19, 39. And the, the stock is quite a bit. These don't have super tight timings. It's not like fancy Samsung b stuff. I wanted a kit that was two 16 gigabyte dims at 3600 and i was looking through everything i have here it's like it's almost all 3200 and all the 3600 mm. stuff i have is only a 16 gigabyte kit which really probably would have been fine i just like oh well you know flight simulator if we would start testing that flight oh, sim gosh. by itself will use 16 gigs of system ram so <clears throat> mm -hmm. anyway uh so what do, were what were those dies were this microns no no these are just hynix it's oh, they're hynix ones yeah, I used, what is it, Typhoon is the little utility that shows you all the info about your ICs. Mm. And they're Hynix. I don't remember exactly what Hynix they are, but they're Hynix. So a little surprising for the ultra high-end Predator stuff, but I think it might have been like a capacity thing because the timings are different between the 16 gigabyte modules and 8 gigabyte modules and all that. But moving on. Cool. Uh, let's see here. We could, we could go into this at, at length, like on the show notes, we're talking about like GDM because Josh was trying to help me out with, with timings because it would not stick at the 17, 19, 19. It was going to 18, 19, 19. And we've mentioned gear down mode before AMD will, by default, if it's enabled on your board, GDM or gear down mode will adjust your, your cast latency for you so that your system is stable. And which is nice. It's nice for your system to boot and work, but then when you actually go and check your memory speed out and you have looser timings than you were expecting, it's a little alarming. And I could yes. not I couldn't get it stable at 17. Even if you turn if you turn off GDM, it wouldn't boot. And then I had to loosen up sub timings and all that stuff. So it is what it is. But yeah, but it was says, interesting. When I when I disabled GDM on my machine here locally, the the um um the timing went from one T to two T. I forget which of the weird. Yeah, yeah. The command rate. Yeah, that's that's the definitely a gear down. Yeah, oh, and yeah. so then once I turned gear down back on, my timing went back to one. Weird mm -hmm. command. Yeah, I've noticed so on B five fifty and X five seventy that it that the same memory will run at one T without doing anything, even if it does go from cast seventeen to cast eighteen. Well, it's all magic. It's all from a, pure from a test, magic. Test bench perspective, though, it's important to note that there was a little bit less fiddling inside Intel BIOS outside of turning on XMP, probably. Yeah, no. 
Yeah, and, and then you use so much more fiddling. Yeah. It's XMP done. Okay. And then okay, let's just let's start benching. Yeah, uh, but, here's how you set up an Intel platform. Yeah. You install the latest BIOS update. Yeah. You make sure you have the settings the way you want them. You turn on XMP. The end. But it's it's more of a tinkerer's thing. Like uh, Intel is it's very solid. I have to say the Intel platforms I've used are very solid. The AMD stuff is a lot more interesting for enthusiasts. So it makes sense yeah. to be on that platform just for that reason. Because that's where the DIY enthusiasts are. But it's important to note that when you do benches, these sorts of things are are fiddled with or turned on or turned off or whatever, because then people are gonna be able to say, Well, I can't get that on my, you know, version of your bench, whatever. People are very particular. You know what I mean? Really? That's Speaking of that. hey, now people are very particular in our crazy. YouTube chat. <laughs> two guys on the right. The top has too much hair, and the bottom has none. So statistically, we've got perfect hair. I don't even know who's on the top. That would be Jeremy. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, what else do we have to talk about here? The AMD bike. When were, where was that in our show notes? We talk um, about that now. That, yeah, that we can write into that now. later. But yeah, you can run it anytime you want. Let's see if I can uh, figure out what I'm doing here with switching things around. Let's look at this. First, unlike, unlike him, we will let you know f that you can't buy it anymore. It's sold out. Yeah, they've added <laughs> that. there was some excitement. Bikes, yes. We're on AMD's official fan store right now. And they have a custom cruiser bike. And they have and a mountain bike. A mountain the mountain bike. bike is of particular interest, but really both of them are. Because you can't buy bikes right now, if, in case you haven't noticed. Uh, let's see. Thank you for understanding. Uh, Multiple yeah, colors. The, the bottom one had orange tires. Yeah, let's see. Is that one still available? No. White no. with orange wheels? No. Due to popular demand, this item is currently sold out. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, that's too bad. So yeah, AMD was selling a mountain bike. I'm sure it's coming from Pacific or whoever the main you know, bike factory yeah, is overseas. When, when did they originally release this? No idea. Because I'd have gotten one for three ninety nine. Because I cannot get a hold ago. of a new bike around two ninety nine. It's even worse. Two ninety nine. Yeah. For what that is, two ninety nine feels high to me, but it isn't because you just can't buy a bike. Last time I was yeah. in a Walmart, there were no bikes at all. Yeah. Same with Target; they stacked up big and bulky toys in the bike section because there were no bikes to sell. So, this has been a very bad year for bikes. Yeah. Well, I don't care because I couldn't have got it anyways. Oh, it wasn't open for you? That's right. It was North Only America. Only sold in the continental U.S. I, Not just I North did. America, where Jeremy is, but the continental United States in North America. The ultimate insult. Speaking of paper launches, this isn't really a paper launch. It's an announcement for an announcement. AMD, a new journey begins. So on October 8th, we're going to get a Zen 3 announcement. New mm -hmm. desktop processors. This is this is quick sooner than I was expecting. I was expecting like an announcement in November with some product available in December, possibly late December. But it sounds like they've got things a little bit more lined up than I was kind of expecting. Yeah, it's we well, we don't know when it's going to be released. So maybe you're right about November. Maybe they'll announce in October available November. Well, that's probably right, but again, it's 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 a month to a month and a half to almost two months uh, sooner than than I was kind of expecting it, just because it's Zen three. 
But, they must be worried about the amazing launch upcoming from Intel. Because those processors are just something else. If I miss something, are you just being very, very sarcastic? Just, please, just please tiny tell bit. me no LGA twelve hundred stuff is coming anytime soon. No LGA twenty eight twelve hundred is coming soon. Okay, good, thank you. And then the other just thing, tigers. As we look at a non-text news post on this, it was it, this all started with a tweet. Of course, a press release was sent out as well, but AMD's uh, Twitter account had posted news of this. The RDNA two announcement is coming at the end of October on October twenty eighth. So we'll have. Finally, some information on what these new Navi things are. The the mythical big Navi, will that even be a part of this? Are they going to do mid-range stuff, mid to high-end? Are they going to have anything to compete with the 3080 and 3090? We just have to wait and see. Yeah, the, the, the rumors are that it'll be a 16-gig part, and it really will slot in performance in between the 3070 and the 3080. So you can kind of guess where uh, price is going to be. And so that it's not as high as they probably want it to be, but it's better than they have been. I mean, the 5700 XT, I've never played with one, but I guess it's okay as long as you don't pay too much attention to some of the game compatibility and driver issues that they that they have. Yeah, they have. There seems to be that reputation. I personally have not encountered it, but I have such a small little subset of games that I use to test yeah. that when I have that and the platform. And they, here's another thing, too. This is a PSA for anybody who, who plays with this stuff. Display driver uninstaller is your friend. If you're ever switching graphics cards, use DDU, then install your drivers again. You should be fine. And if you do that, at least in my experience, you don't have as many issues. But what were we talking about? 5700 XT? I'm just saying that I've got a lot of issues and it's not going to help me. Yeah. I want to know if we're going to get the Radeon 8 on the 28th. Radeon 8? No, it's going to be the 6000 series. I know. <laughs> Any 16, predictions? Radeon RX 6950 and Radeon <laughs> RX 6970. Where, Which one will you get? And can you unlock the shaders from the 6970 with your 6950? Yes, it's deja vu. All over, all over again. So where where do you think they're going to fall? I mean, in pricing? In, no, in uh, performance level of uh, in units of Nvidia. <laughs> well, let me go back to this WCCF alleged <laughs> leak here, as we see this outrageous-looking potential engineering sample with a full-on what looks like possibly a thermal take or cooler master heatsink hanging off of the bottom of it, but. It's 256-bit memory bus, 16 gigabytes of GDDR6. We don't know any other specifics. These are just alleged specifics anyway. And this, this is just one potential example, too, where there could be a really, really high-end, the mythical big Navi as well. This is like a mainstream card. What if this and is one nice thing is that we're starting to see more uh, FreeSync 2 professional monitors appearing. And that might actually help them. You know, it might give you a bit more reason to, to consider uh, going with what AMD is going to be giving us. Because that was something that did sound very interesting, but for the longest time there was a, a single monitor 
but in the last two weeks I've started to see several of them come out, including an IAMA that, that's supporting the, the proper professional one. Ilyama? Yeah, I I Y M A. I L Y. I don't know how to say it. I just type I, the damn thing. Ilya? It's it's Throckmorton Petticoat. Yes. That one. Uh where was that? The the G Master, because I why wouldn't you call your FreeSync Premium Pro display a G Master? But they're, they're uh, really pushing over Acer's thing because it's the GB thirty four sixty six WQSU. So they're they're taking over the, the naming convention, but it's an ultra wide fourteen forty, but it's got proper support for the AMB Precinct Premium Pro, and there was a, a Philips Momentum that came out relatively recently as well, and a couple of others. So you know, I might actually make it worth the effort to switch from NVIDIA to, because I mean, I'm sure it'll support NVIDIA cards, but not to the extent that the AMD ones will. He says on a G-Sync monitor, or a FreeSync monitor with a, a 1080 driving it. Shall we move on to the big Xbox pricing and model reveal? Yeah, this this happened like a week early. Yep. Yeah. Well, it was, it was really interesting how they pulled everything in and just puked it on the internet. And, that, and good for them. They got ahead of, of all these leaks. They went with the flow. He's riding the bull, feeling the flow. Name the name the movie. So we're talking. I don't know. I don't know. It's Happy talking, Gilmore, man. It. Happy oh, Gilmore. Okay. Oh. So you can Kevin start pre-ordering. So you can start pre-ordering the Xbox Series X on September twenty second. So later this month for four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. That seems reasonable for what this is. If this is basically <clears throat> the equivalent of a mid to high end ish gaming PC, five hundred bucks is way better than you could do on your own. But yeah, and it'll play Blu-ray, so yep. 4K. Yeah, yeah. I would uh, that. I think that is ready. Don't forget that is yeah. that is a an aggressive price point aimed not only at PC gamers but Sony. Yes, and uh, Microsoft has RDNA two based graphics. Sony has RDNA one, from what I understand. Oh, really? Hmm. Really? Yes. Hmm. I it was uh, all so RDNA two. Okay, interesting. No, no, it's uh, it, it's slightly different. Um, well, amazing. slightly being that. Uh, RDNA 2 supposedly has a hardware component for ray tracing. RDNA 1 does not. I, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So uh, $499 for that with a one terabyte NVMe SSD that runs their DirectX storage or DX. I can't remember their thing. Um, GPUs doing all kinds of fun stuff in there. Uh, Shared memory. Is it only 10 gigs on the uh, X, or is it more? I think it's still 10. Because they've got sure. it. They've got it separated, you know, from, you know, kind of. You no, know, they did some really partition. interesting things with how they did that. Yeah. There's some stuff in the chat about Sony actually using RDNA 2 here. But you know they have. Here's the thing: there, there's all the speculation out there because they haven't released as much information as Microsoft has at this point. 
Mm-hmm. We've seen the design mm-hmm. of the PS5, which I'm I'm predicting right here is going to be five ninety nine. So it's kind of has to I, be. I, yeah, it's going to be more mm-hmm. expensive. It's bigger, which means it's, yeah, it's bigger. It should cost more. But <laughs> yeah, Max is just telling before. us that that our DNA two is in Sony, but mm. until we get more information, yeah. It would make sense if it was our DNA too, because AMD just kind of packages these things together anyway. It'd be hard to compete against someone selling our DNA too. Yeah, that so. that would be a hard sell. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it's it's a closed system, and so it doesn't matter as much. Yeah, but in terms of software, yeah, a Series X has sixteen gigs. Series S. No, Series X, 16 gigs. Series S is 10. Yes. And so and the Series S is aimed at, at 1440p gaming, yeah. and yeah. X is 4K. And it's discless. But the price. S is discless. 299 yes. $299. bucks is not bad, eh? Yep. But yeah. they could, they chopped down from 56 CUs to 20 or something like yeah. that. Oh, is it down to 20? And it's yeah. tiny. Oh. With, with the external fan on the outside, it looks like a, a bookshelf speaker. And I bet it you does. it's about it yeah. the exact does. same size, too. Yeah. Well, the other interesting thing I saw, uh, less on the hardware, but on the pricing, was that they've got a new way of doing the uh, Game Pass. So not only um, if you get the, the proper Game Pass, do you get uh, an EA Play membership. Which and is you get the well. console for free. Yeah, for good 25 bucks a month. Good deal. Yeah. You got your Don't console s- and your Game Pass. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With no money down. Well, well who are they, who are they thinking of kneecapping this? here? Sony. Sony sells yep. three times as many consoles as Microsoft. Mm. And uh, Microsoft has kind of been the last leader in terms of hardware. Uh, but this time they're really, they're taking their, their, their war chest and they're, they're taking no prisoners yeah, this time. Put- Everything into this higher end hardware <laughs> mm-hmm. at four ninety nine, and the two ninety nine price point with the gameplay stuff is what twenty five bucks a month. I mean, who's not going to get that? You get like well, unlimited games, all kinds of stuff. What's either that or you buy the thirty seventy? Yeah, I was just going to say there's <laughs> for only twice as much money. Yeah, you can, you can yeah. get just a graphics card. Yeah, probably like two games thrown in, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Limited time. Yeah. Well, the pricing Special is crazy, offer. and then the, the renting is is interesting. Because, like, I'm betting there'll probably be a one-year minimum and a certain amount down for insurance. But the idea that you can just grab it for years, see if you like it or not. And if we've got the same type of red ring of death, you just ship her back and get a new one and don't even have to think about it. I mean, fingers crossed we don't get a revisit of that. But Well, personally, I haven't bought a console in 15 years. So, but at two ninety nine, I'm actually thinking about it. It was probably a uh, you know, Genesis I, I, I got was the last the, one I bought. The Xbox One S, and it's been a fantastic product. I mean, my kids play games on it. Um, I use it for Amazon Prime, Netflix, Hulu, mm-hmm. Plex, all of these other applications that now they don't really charge you for. You don't have to have a Xbox Gold subscription. To nope. be able to run these things. And so it's a really, really good and solidly updated home 
theater media player that it just kind of works. It's a little magical. It's it's nice, and especially Plex is yeah, wunderbar. Actually, I, I've been using Plex on Apple TV, which is not too bad. But you know, if I could throw a game station at the whole thing, that'd be cool too. So I'm actually considering it. Well, that's about the only thing that made me think about the last generation was, wow, this is actually a reasonably priced media server. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Foon on Twitter, uh, at Foon, F-O-O-N-E. Uh, this is from the registers where Jeremy... This is ridiculous. This from. Okay, so for anybody listening, he took, this person on Twitter, took a digital pregnancy test and started tearing it down, working on it, he connected it to some sort of a hobbyist board. I'm not sure what board he's using. Uh, 8-bit Holtec microcontrollers inside of this thing, 64 bytes of RAM, 124-word ROM, some LED lights, photo sensors, cell battery, and a small rectangular screen. But his goal was basically turning this into a small monitor. And you can follow along this saga and see that ultimately... He ended up playing. Uh, did he end up playing Doom on this? Mm -hmm. I think he was playing some Wolf. Yeah. Well, he started with a playback. From if I remember the sequence of yes, events, he was able to correct. play and kind of just movie it. You know, just kind of to oh, drive see, it. Yeah. But everyone then, reported that he was playing it. Right. So he had to. Then he took the next step into the stupid realm and doomed it fully and actually played Doom on it. Yeah, it's. It's it's very hard to see what is going on here. Well, I mean, it's it's such a wonderfully high resolution. <laughs> it's 128 by 32 pixels. Come on, yeah. what do you want? But hey, you know, it's and here's the other thing. I, I was going through this thread when it first came up, and I thought this was entertaining. But he actually replaced the display. I believe he was using a small OLED display, whereas. Yes. The one that came with it was essentially unusable for anything. So by the end of it, there was this picture that showed the, the pregnancy test shell with this like oversized display kind of forced in under the front plate. And then it was connected to a control board. So he didn't really turn the pregnancy test into a PC, but, you know. Well, no, but even on the original display, he got like the old SKBaby.max running on it. <laughs> the old baby dancing to prove that you can actually, you know, sort of figure Map out how it, yeah, it works. Drive it. Yeah, and drive it, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to add some better imagery when I edit this thing, because it's, I don't know why it's so hard to find. I'm thinking that he would have pinned this because it was being picked up by so many news outlets, but no. Uh, yeah, as somebody points out, that there's a lot of mileage you can make out of the fact that you're doomed, you know, with your, oh, yeah. <laughs> your, your oh, pregnancy yeah. test. <laughs> it's that surprise imps jump scare. <laughs> yeah, and didn't they also do he ran Skyrim, the beginning of Skyrim? Yeah. He was playing back some low res video yeah. files on it. Yeah. Okay. Uh last on the list of news before we get to picks is a ridiculous kind of giveaway setup. In a good way. This is Gabe Newell himself. Mm. Lord Gaben. He is apparently a Falcon Northwest customer. I did a Falcon Northwest Talon review. A while back, because I scroll way too fast. I, I knew what a fan you were of Falcon Northwest, so I thought it was cool to talk about this. I, I admit it. And I'm not only Falcon that, Northwest but the Falcon guys, 
the Falcon guys were not burned out of their factory. True. Saw that update. That was that was a wonderful, wonderful thing. It was what yeah. Medford, Oregon? I think yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So Gabe orders these uh, Falcon Northwest Talon systems at that mid tower, and he is he's ordered two extra, which he's giving away. It's all part of this uh, charity organization he's involved with called Heart of Racing. And it's a motorsports kind of enthusiast league, and they put stuff they put on these races and they they raise money for the Seattle Children's Hospital. His race team is associated with that. So uh, the specs on this, if I go back here, oh, they're craziness. Yeah, it's the the Talon Mid Tower with their custom automotive paintwork, which Austin you know, Martin. That, yeah. And then you've got uh, nothing less than an RTX 3090. It's well, an EVGA, yeah. so I'm not sure exactly which model that is, but it's going to be an RTX 3090. 10900K, so it's going to be a Z3 or Z490 platform. Uh, a high-end power supply, it's a Supernova G3 1000 watt, so you know, fairly high-end. I think that's a gold-rated power supply. And then you've got 64 gigs of G-Skill 3200 DDR4, that custom Asa Tech 280mm liquid cooler two of those fire cuda 520 drives those are hmm. gen 4 drives they'll be running in gen 3 mode oh my and then, oh it's uh it's, it's intel based yes what does mm -hmm. z490 mean yes yeah, z490 10900k <sighs> yeah. sorry josh it's all right it just seems like a waste of of nvme 4.0 drive yeah. only it's 10 cores falcon northwest thing yeah well cherry picked though 5.3 gigahertz uh 10 core uh, intel yeah. cpus though and then you're not just getting that, you're getting, and of course, those custom cable mod sleeve cables that I love so much. Oh, that's those are priceless. You those can't are, put a price on those. Well, you can because you can go to cable mod and buy them oh. yourself. <laughs> they're not, they are not inexpensive because those are the ones that go all the way to your power supply. They're totally custom. And you know, individually it goes all the way? All the way to the power supply, man. There's, these are not cable extensions. You can buy cable extensions from them, but Falcon does not use those. They use custom cabling from your board to the PSU. And it's not cheap to do that. Yeah, and and not included is the hernia you'll get when you try lifting this improperly. True. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, these are about fifty pounds just for the tower. And put, put that's it on your belt before you lift it, guys. It's not just a tower. Look, you're getting a Logitech G910 Orion Spark keyboard, a Scimitar Elite RGB mouse, and a Asus PG35VQ3440x1440 ultrawide 200 hertz G-Sync 35-inch monitor. Oh, wow. Yeah. The, whole, the total package. You're getting everything you need. And then you get this custom paint job here, which looks nice. They do so, super, super nice automotive grade. Before you move on job. again, hang on a sec. Now, yeah. Alan says that you'll be perfectly satisfied at 3.0 speeds for your Fire Kudas. I'm shocked you'll Alan have, would say such a you'll thing. Have, you'll have satisfaction at that. You know, I, wait a minute, wait a minute. Were you but, putting emphasis on SATA? Yes, he was. Satisfaction? I thought I detected I that. I can't comment. <laughs> you know, people have always accused of Alan and Ryan of being paid shills, but now it's it's proven. Yes. This well, is I mean, okay. part, I'm kidding. This is he's, one of those parts that, needs, that gets cut, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I... Yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, your your IO is is you're going to be limited by other things than PCA 4.0. Well, you've been um, testing it. This may you, not be true with the upcoming Samsung and the second generation Fizon stuff, yeah. but you're not going to get 
double the overall performance just because a lot of this stuff is TLC based anyway. Oh. And once you get through the um, the SLC type cache, uh, your your rights and are going to go down to like two gigabytes per second, if not lower. I mean, reads usually always just kind of stay high. But yeah, I mean, when you're doing mixed type work, PCIe 4.0 is not going to do a whole lot with current gen controllers as well as memory. But yeah, if you you were using the 3090 for derp learning, then you'd actually notice a, a difference. But be honest, you're not going to. And that two gigabytes a second, again, that's that's when yeah. you exhaust the cache mm-hmm. and you're writing directly to the TLC mm-hmm. memory. That's that's what you're getting. Yeah. So. By the yeah. way. Tom or T-Jom, where am I getting data at more than two gigabytes per second anyway? <laughs> uh, uh, okay, if, if you're doing machine learning deep learning AI stuff where you're yep. writing out loads of data. If you're doing 8k video, um, Josh, how big are your AI data sets? How big are your AI data sets? Yeah. Uh, well, okay. The, the data sets are 16 to 20 gigs in size, yeah. but when you're processing that the output is, it's, it's pretty tremendous. I mean, you're, you're filling up, a terabyte fairly quickly. Right. Okay. I mean, hell, I bet you ArcGIS loves that. Oh, but yeah, but ArcGIS is still like 32-bit. So True. But... <laughs> I can't believe they haven't upgraded that since. Oh, man. I haven't used that in a long time. But Just to anyway. wrap up that story real quick, go to the news post if you want to see the links because it was something that Gabe posted to Reddit and then... You have to send him an email with a certain subject line to enter the contest. Anybody can enter. It's open to everybody in the world. There's two of these systems that they're giving away. And then if you go to the uh, Heart of Racing YouTube page and subscribe, he's he's pledging an additional $1 for every new subscriber. They only have a couple thousand subscribers, so it'd be really easy to... Uh... And if you're a Kiwi, there's a separate uh, contest. How, how long is this on for? I believe it was until mid-October. You'll oh. check the news post, but yeah. plenty of time. Plenty of time to enter. Send Gabe an email. Get entered to win one of those systems. Uh, let's shift over to picks of the week. And I know that Josh was eager. I'm an eager beaver. I can't even remember what I did last. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Eighty-one hundred series. Yeah, uh, it's on sale right now for five hundred bucks. Four terabytes Eesh. of fast NVMe 3.0. It's it's thirty-five hundred megabytes per second uh, reads and three gig per second writes. But of course, you know, like Alan would say, you only get that in certain things and benchmarks. Blah blah blah. blah. But anyway, <laughs> uh, four terabytes for. Oh, he's typing bucks. now. NVMe. As the storage I mean, expert would say. Uh, I mean, what does he know? Real world uh, usage is a little bit. Uh, whatever. <laughs> well, give us a second. Yeah, we'll find out. Gaps in latency percentile. You know what? You can't blah, get blah, that blah, anyway. Blah. You know what? Oh, no. He's it still trying matter. to sell X point. You're, it's worse. You're never going to notice it. <laughs> it's worse. He's trying to sell X point. Uh, but well, anyway, you should have just uh, bought Optane. Yeah, for five hundred bucks. That's 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 you know, if you're looking for a four terabyte game drive, boy, that's a bargain. Save two hundred dollars, which is actually thirty percent off. 
So that's a ADATA makes some pretty good stuff. It's under their XPG brand. Um, I don't know how long this uh, the sale's going to last, but that's some significant savings. And I would love to have one as one of these game drives. Oh, that'd make me happy. But too bad I don't have a sugar daddy. Not available. Oh well, okay. The the two terabytes two sixty nine up here in Canada, which is not horrible. That's not terrible. The the, the you don't want to pay nine hundred bucks for the four terabyte. Just that's just dumb. Almost as dumb as my pick. I'm going to jump in here. I don't have a, a pick officially, but I'm going to add to Josh here and say, speaking of storage, and we've made all these allusions to Alan. Go over to level one tax and you know, just a couple days ago, Alan Malventano showed up for a little fireside chat with Wendell. Just saying, check out that video. Oh, it's did. entertaining. And to drop off a couple of bricks. Who is up next? Jeremy. Yeah, this this is utterly and completely ridiculous. Don't buy it because you don't need it. But my God, it's gorgeous and just looks like so much fun. Hey, they even say it's the screwdriver you don't need. It, it, it really is. So it, it's it's a wee little, it's called the Kinetic Driver. Uh, it's a, a Kickstarter project. So, you know, if you've got, you know, say 80 bucks that you're not really going to use, then you can pick one of these up. The idea is that they, there's a weight on it that's heavy enough that when you're unscrewing something, all you do is you just sort of spin it and it does all the work for you and comes out. And it's small enough that it's perfect for working on computers. And it's stupidly gorgeous. It's designed beautifully, but it's one of those things you don't need, but you look at it and go, geez, I, I'm, I'm really thinking. Uh, they, they were going for about uh, $8,000. They're... they're just broke seven hundred thousand. I'm sorry. Did they take well, this into orbit? Is that what you said? They're astronaut tools. <laughs> well, they look like different metals, so they might not weld. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. The the price for one of these is seventy five euros. Yeah. I was thinking it was. You were saying it was thousands of dollars for some reason. But no, yeah, the Kickstarter. The Kickstarter, their, the goal. their goal was yeah, they raised half a million Canadian. They raised They're half a million seven. dollars. Yeah. From people who look at it and say, yeah, this is utterly gorgeous. I don't need it, but I can afford to buy it. <sighs> wow. And you just give it a spin and it does all the work for you. And That's... then you take the screw off. You know, if, if you're taking a part of a lot of graphics cards, you know, that's, I don't know what bits come with this thing. Does it come with a lot, lot of bits? Graphics. 24. That's a lot. Comes up two dozen bits. Hmm. And uh, you can decide whether you want brass or stainless steel for that bearing ring. I, brass is the only way to go. Like It's an obvious choice. <laughs> is that the, because of the steampunk look that you're going after? Or... It just it looks nicer. It brings out the highlights. All right. Oh, what is this? Let's move on to Brett's pick. The What is this? This is a traversing arm for... Uh, photography so that you can get uh <clears throat> pardon the, my phrasing but so that you can get on top of something mm, mm -hmm. so that you can oh yeah yeah and i didn't know i needed this <clears throat> until i got until i had one and i was like this is really wonderful for taking 
live uh, scenes or for uh, doing live feeds or for getting your rig out of the way when you're taking pictures of small parts and equipment and uh, top-down shots and stuff like that or mm. uh, photographic scanning top-down shots of small yeah. equipment yes yeah. that's all okay. i heard I, yeah. I knew that i would never get away with this uh it's not, it's, actually you know what this is a real problem if you've ever taken close-up shots of things yes. like you know motherboards yeah, yeah this, there, this you is, can't get your freaking tripod out of the way right so this you is cannot nice... get your rigging out of the way you, that's what i was trying to say here you're totally right and there's a legit reason for this it's pricey but it's actually extremely high quality. It's got a. Is it now? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna regret saying this. It's got a nice ball head on it. Uh, it's got. It's, it does. It, it does. Uh, it has. It's uh, like an air compression double um, uh, concentric uh, aluminum rod. Uh, it's no, no. It's gotten it. Gotten it. Okay. Yeah, I know. Balls. I'm sorry. Rod. Yeah. It's, it's too much. No. Well, yeah. it's a ball head, not just a yeah. ball. It's it's nicely. It perfectly balanced when you counterweight it. Um, you know, it's a good deal. If this is the kind of thing you need, then this is, you'll know that you need it. it and I didn't know it existed until I went looking for one, so I thought I'd share. And, and you're much less likely to break the camera than you would be if you're just hanging it from a string attached oh, to the ceiling. Totally. And you need a reasonable tripod if you're going to use this. Don't use any of those plasticky ones because it'll snap them like twigs. Mm -hmm. Forget it. Just need an aluminum, sizable, reasonable tripod. What about a steel tripod? That is cast okay. Iron tripod. Yeah, cast yes. iron tripod from the old uh, when you were shooting with uh, what is that uh, uh, VHS? When you were shooting with your VHS camera, perfect. Yep, get Look out that. You. Tripod. What was that? What was that? Oh, VHS. Come on, Brett. You remember VHS? A little bit. Okay. I'm still Josh is bitter about Vita. No, but I'm still centering. Oh, okay. Censoring. You know, everything yeah. comes from the center. I, I hear. Well, or sensor. Does anybody have anything to add before we wrap this up? You're yeah. a bad boss. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was asleep on the job. <laughs> Literally. You take you take one you take one nap, and everybody's like, "Where are you? What's going on? Where are the show notes?" All right, he must uh, be busy working on something. Yeah. exactly. He's he's must be really busy. Yeah, he's raising something. a kid. That's this is that this is job. that work home balance thing that people talk about sometimes. No. Uh, I never nap ever. I cannot do it. I can't settle down and sleep. I can barely sleep at night. So to fall asleep like I did, it was just a random thing at like eight thirty. Uh, I'll take it. I'll take that one hour power nap. It's like you fell over and you didn't get up. Yeah, yeah at least I was on my bed. That helps. <laughs> I wake up sure. a little bit warmer than on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll figure out where the edit point is here, but oh. uh, I will uh, until next time. Until next week. Bye. <laughs>